Everybody, what's up? It's Friday. Uh, wow. Week went by pretty quickly. And uh, today's only like the second week of January, January 13th. And by the end of the year, we'll be like, wow, that year went by fast. Well, this week certainly did. Um, and I want to just say thanks to everybody who's listening, everybody who's watching, and thanks to all of our great sponsors who are part of what we do around here, including Seven Mile Casino. I'll make it brief. Everybody knows the story. Look, there are plenty of great casinos in San Diego County. Most of them you got to schlep all the way out east for. Some of them you go there, you can't even have a drink because the roads are too you know, dark and too narrow that they're like, they won't even serve booze. But look, if you want to have a great time just playing cards, you go to these places to play blackjack, to play uh, poker, to play pie gal, to play table games. And when you're there, you don't care that there's a massive hotel or a concert venue or a sweet pool for the summer. You don't ca you care about playing. That's Seven Mile Casino. Their website is sevenmilecasino.com. They're only seven minutes south of downtown San Diego, and there's no smoking. So if you're you really want to play, go to Seven Mile Casino. Good luck. And any problems with gambling, you call one eight hundred Gambler. Okay, this weekend, and Alex can fill in the blanks here, but this weekend, Tory Holistics and California Holistics, but specifically, let's talk about what's going on down at California Holistics because they've got a big event tomorrow. It's all free. And if you want to go buy stuff and save a bunch of money, you'll be able to do it. But there's all kinds of other things for you to do. This is at California Holistics in Chula Vista tomorrow. Alex, can you fill in the blanks? Yeah, Small Business Market Saturday. Tomorrow, completely free, 12 to 5 p.m., completely free in front of California Holistics. Uh, there's going to be full day of local vendors, food, music, free swag, brands, and deals. And if you spend $125, they will hand you a $20 gift card. Okay. People were able to uh, hear that and see that and watch me react to you. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah. Didn't get to see you today, handsome. Not yet, anyway. Uh, Tory Holistics, California Holistics, you save 20% when you use our promo code BROCCOLI. Okay, yesterday, Dr. Maxey stopped by to talk about iThrive, and we've mostly been talking about the iThrive Lean program, but he said to me, hey, if you're traveling, you should come see me and get an IV before you do. So I had a buddy of mine who was in Hawaii recently with his family, you know, Christmas vacation kind of deal, and came back and right away had COVID. And so... With that in mind and leaving to go to Minneapolis tomorrow, being in a stadium, getting back in an airport, I got to fly through LAX and I got to Uber back here. And then the next day I got to go do something up in LA for the other life that I live. Um, I'll just tell you that I'm going today to go see Dr. Max say, I want the full bag. I want the vitamin C. I want the hydration. I want everything I can do to protect my body. Because again, if you're traveling at this time of the year and there's so much stuff going on, take extra good care of yourselves. Get that IV at iThriveMD, 858-240-1497. I know mostly we talk about the lean program, but I just wanted to throw this one out there for you today. Um, again, it's Friday. So over the weekend, if you're thinking about new cars, and I know a lot of people on the weekends, they got a couple of days off. Hey, we're looking for a new car. PenskeSanDiego.com can make your life a whole lot easier because rather than having to go from uh, Acura Vescondido over to Mazda Vescondido and then down to Lexus of San Diego and all the other dealerships that Penske has, there are nine of them or 12 of them rather representing nine brands. Just go to their website, PenskeSanDiego.com. Alex has told us about how he and Mar use PenskeSanDiego.com, talk to Acura of Escondido. The cars that they were interested in were waiting for them when they pulled up. They test drove, they bought, they were gone. PenskeSanDiego.com will make things faster and easier for you. And lastly, hey, again, it's the weekend. So you might be thinking to yourself, I'm going to go look at a house this weekend. If you go on to Gary Cooper's website, MountainTrustRealty.com, he's got all of his listings. But 
If you just want Gary to, to represent you and show you lots of other listings, he can do that for you as well. Gary says it's still a great time to buy a house. I would say to you, talk to the expert. 858-376-1299, 858-376-1299 for Gary Cooper, Mountain Trust Realty. All right, it's Friday. Shortened show, but it's going to go real fast today because we got a lot of football talk coming your way. Let's get to it. Hey, great friends. It's get ready, Browner. Friday. Friday. Riding a roller coaster today. Yeah. Yeah. It's Friday. Yeah. Friday afternoon. Yeah. Coming to coming to you from the Seven Mile Casino Studios. It's Kaplan and crew with Grande and the Brown Man getting ready for the wild card weekend of NFL football starting tomorrow. And I know the game that tomorrow we're most interested in is the Chargers. 49ers Seahawks. Oh. No. No. Oh. <laughs> Browners Chargers. <laughs> Browners, Manchester United Browners. versus Manchester City. That's quite a football game. Yes. Big Browns Chargers against my Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah. We're in trouble. Who's in trouble? That's all. My team. Yeah. My guys, team, we're in huh? trouble. We're in your trouble. Our coach may have coach may have hurt us. Yeah. 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 If this was a normal organization. He'd be fired, but it's not. So <laughs> we got to figure out what we got, what we gonna do, cause uh, yeah, this is not good news. Well, the the Chargers. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess we haven't even said what that. No, we haven't really yet. said said it yet. Yeah. Go ahead, yeah, Alex. Well, I mean, this is exactly what I was talking to Eric Williams about. We haven't had a Chargery moment. This guy gets all defensive over here, and I'm just like Browner. You're new to the game, my man. This happens every year. Now, I'm not telling you it's the reason they're going to lose tomorrow or that they will lose tomorrow, but this is the kind of thing that happens to the organization year in and year out, self-inflicted, shot in the foot, just random-ass things. Now, Mike Williams, who we were told since Sunday, he's fine. No biggie. He's He'll be good. fine. Full go. Listen, Full go. Listen, he needed two big-ass trainers to help him leave the stadium. He couldn't even walk, but he's fine. We'll go. Oh, he no, but he didn't practice, Scott. No. Don't worry no. about it. Yeah, he'd be good. Practice. Are you, he's What's got that? a back injury. You're going to put him on a plane for five hours? Don't worry about it. He's going to travel. Full go. All good. Yep. All, worry. all systems are a go. Full steam yeah. ahead. Mike yeah. Williams. So what? He came off golf cart, you know, back hurt. Yeah. So what? He's injury prone all Dude, the time. You see this every single week. A player has a broken back. They get carted off and they play four days later. Five days later. All the time. No biggie. No biggie. It's not good, man. I don't like it. I don't I don't like it. If this was another organization and he didn't win this game tomorrow, he'd be fired. I but think he's not that fired. now I think personally. It's got to be on the table. It's got to be on the table if they lose tomorrow. It has mm-hmm. to be. Yeah. I think national yes. outcry yeah. is already, it's already yeah. out there. All the guys that were slamming him on social media on Sunday when he was playing starters, when he was playing Justin Herbert, Keenan Allen in the fourth quarter 
of a game that you already saw Joey Bosa get hurt. Lucky for him, he's playing. Mike Williams got carted off in the second quarter. He still kept these guys in there. All those same dudes that were trashing Brandon Staley on Sunday are coming out the woodworks again today, and they will come out the they will be in full spotlight tomorrow if they lose tomorrow night in Jacksonville. Oh, dude. The problem dude, is, dude. but wait, we've got so much ammo. Yeah, well, the ammo. Okay, I'm so glad you said it. The video that the Chargers social media department put out yesterday of keeping the receipts on all the talking heads on all the different networks, radio and television, all the receipt that the video that they put out yesterday, they're no good. They're not going to make it. I don't believe in them. All this other kind of stuff. Receipts, receipts, receipts. Very cute social media work. Very entertaining. Well-produced video, people. Very good. But when you put it out before this game, and now today the news that Mike Williams will not be available, knowing that the Jaguars trashed you in week three, and it's fine. Herbert had gotten hurt the week before. Probably shouldn't have even played. I understand it. I get that Keenan Allen missed a lot of the season, and so did Mike Williams, and so did Joey Bosa. And that's why they struggled in the middle of the season. I, I got it all. But when you put out that video, when you essentially lie all week that Williams is going to be fine, only to now have egg on your face the day before the game. When you have to be honest about it. And when all those talking heads, there wasn't Stephen A. Smith in there per se. I mean, there was Mike Greenberg. And, Although and, I did see a clip of Stephen A. Uh, January 11th, first take tweeted out. Uh, Stephen A. is now going after Brand Staley, saying if he loses tomorrow, fire him, period. I don't yeah. know how he's Period. 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 Yeah. <laughs> so, the thing, so the thing is, all those talking heads that the Chargers now said, we got, your, we got the receipts, people. Mm -hmm. Every one of those guys, Mike Greenberg to guys you've never heard of before on, on CBS Sports Radio, I promise you. All those guys who were featured in that video, they're all sitting on the edge of their seat tomorrow, mm -hmm. tweeting, jumping on. Attempting to cancel, fire, what have you. And if the Chargers lose the game tomorrow, they will combined just completely bury these guys. If the Chargers win tomorrow, then what they'll do, that same group, they'll go, okay, great. You went to Jacksonville, you beat a 9-8 and eight Jacksonville team that won the worst division in the, in the conference. Wow. Wow, that's impressive. <laughs> and then what they'll do, then what they'll do is they'll sit on the edge of their seat the following week if and when the Chargers go to Kansas City and when the Chargers get trounced by the Chiefs because now it's real football time with a real head coach and, and, and a guy who can move pieces in and out and never make excuses and still win the division, still be the best team. When they get smashed by the Chiefs, then that group of talking heads will, will pounce and will, will tear apart, call for firings. The, the the video that they put out yesterday and all the 10 or 12 or 15 people that they went after yesterday in the media, man, those people can't wait to trounce the Chargers. I mean, that's not smart. Like, I, I, get it's, I get it's cute. No, I don't need it. Like, oh, it's dude. Cute. Oh, wait. I got to play oh, for no. you then. Wait, I got to play for you. If you haven't seen it, then we got to show it to you and anybody else who's watching who's like, what the hell are you talking about, Kaplan? I, did, I didn't see it. I don't know what you guys are talking about. So I'm here on Twitter. 
Roll this that is, footage. Okay. You, you ready to see this? This is yesterday, the Chargers social media team. Go ahead. Do you feel like the Chargers are cooked? Are they done? Yeah. I feel like they're done. So do you think the Chargers are a good team? No. Chargers don't matter that much. The Chargers are one and two when they look just terrible. From a Chargers standpoint, this is bad news right now. I'm sick and tired of talking about this team, and they never do anything. So do something. I can't imagine the Chargers winning this one. I've got no faith in them at this point. I don't think they could beat anyone. Injuries have already stopped and sunk the Chargers yeah. season. It's over. <laughs> Big facts. They don't play a lot of defense. Unwatchable. Will the Chargers fall? Yes. Chargers overrated. I'm not impressed. Totally Absolutely good. They're no big thing. They're not good. It's just what they are. They're a major disappointment. Startlingly average. A social media quarterback. Boring to watch. It is time to panic. They're at the drive through You're screwed. <laughs> All right. So there you have it, Brown. I'm surprised you hadn't seen that. So one thing I didn't notice yesterday that I just noticed today busy. is that those receipts that were printing had mm -hmm. dates on them of mm -hmm. when these things were said mm -hmm. a lot of these things were in september october the last one being like november 1st or something like that so this all happened before they went into their stretch of stench schedule you know like before they went into playing all the the lowly teams that they ended up finishing the season with which mm -hmm. i felt Tennessee, i just noticed that. indianapolis yeah. you know yeah. yeah but still fantastic Look, this is why produced you, video. Uh, if I am in, if I am on the coaching staff, if I'm the general manager of this team, I'm getting that person who made that video fired. Come on, because you're really? gonna get me. You're gonna get me fired. Really? You don't make an enemy out of people who it's a living for them to talk on television. You're a case study in that. Dean Spanos made an enemy out of you. You will never not be his enemy. Period. So End of story. And that's what these, but that, but that's what these television people are going to do. The Chargers were fight for LA. They lost the fight for LA. Now all you can really do is win the battle for publicity. So what do you do to win the battle for publicity? You insult the entire media, all of them. You find something they said bad about the Chargers. We're gonna post this video of you saying something bad, and then we're gonna tell you we made the playoffs, like. That's what people on TV want you to do. They want Whoa. you to bring back the receipts because now they have a license to come after you for no reason other than you don't win a game, which could very well happen. Yeah, I um, I actually a thought... It's thing to say that that the reason you lose this game is because of social media posts. Right. No, I'm not and saying the that's social why media, you lose the game. The social media guy should lose his job. Yes. You know, because, because he produced such a really, really entertaining... It's great. ...high-quality video... And the organization, you don't think you think the social media guy got done with that and went, send. Somebody inside that organization went, we get it. That's what we're doing. We're trolling. Surprised. I think right. the reason you, you, this you, is you think the social media person is running. You think Dean saw this before it went out? No, but I think that, you think I think that this particular you think the general manager saw think, that before it went out. Of this particular not. marketing got nothing to do with it. This particular marketing team, this particular social media team, has been voted number one social media team back to back years. They've spent money on this for whatever reason. This is something very important to the organization for whatever reason. So I think that they have a process. It may not go to Dean or John or AG or Telesco, but it's going through a lot of eyes before it goes out yeah. in the public. All I'm saying is this, is that to, to say that a guy should get fired because he, he made a video that the organization 
endorses and puts out on their social media is a little extreme for me. All I, but I'm saying this to you, Browner, and I said this yesterday. When you put out content like that, mm -hmm. you are inviting a combined group of people, however many there were, and their millions and millions of followers combined. And all you're doing is feeding their beast. And yes. now they're, they're rooting for you to lose so that they can jump back on top of you and go, Hey, remember that receipt when you were one and two, Hey, I'm sorry. You were so insulted when you were 10 and seven and going into the playoffs that you, you kept the receipts from what I said about you when you were one and two. I mean, Alex, it's funny you mentioned the, the dates on the receipts because I didn't think about that. But as I was listening to it again, I was like, these these pieces of criticism are from like a long time ago. Right. So that's what I think the whole Chargers bit is. We kept the receipts. Yeah. We know who you are. We know what you said. We kept the receipts. And now we're going to Jacksonville. And if they win in Jacksonville, Browner, you know what's going to happen? People are going to go, so what? Jacksonville's nine and eight. They don't come from a good division. They squeak by. They're not they're they first year head coach, second year quarterback, don't have any star wide receiver types. So what? You beat them. Big deal. Like that's the receipts you kept. You just prove wow, I'm impressed. You beat the Jacksonville. I brought receipts too. I brought real receipts. You did. Because we're burying the lead. Okay. I brought the realest of receipts. All right. You played starters in a completely meaningless game. You got one of your best players, if not not your best player, but one of your best players injured for multiple weeks with a fractured back. You lost that meaningless claim. You then told reporters that rest at this point of the season, rest is more important than reps, yet you still played those starters in meaningless reps instead of giving them rest. Now your star wide receiver is out for this very important playoff game. Those are the receipts that I bring for you today. And, and here's more receipts for you. Go, go to Brandon Staley yesterday, the media talking to him about this situation with Mike Williams. And, and again, remember earlier in the week, Mike Williams, fine. He'll be all right. He's no big deal. No problem at all. Yeah. But coach, why'd you have to play the guy? I mean, he's injury prone and it's a meaningless game. Doesn't matter. He's fine. It's all good. Don't even sweat it. You know, Injury reports come out, DNP, 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 did not practice, not one day. And then when the media got to Brandon Staley, you can just feel how uncomfortable he is knowing <laughs> that he's busted, so to speak. Uh, let's, let's take Do a look. you want to go from yesterday or you want to play Monday and Tuesday first? Yeah, why don't, let's go in order. I think that's okay. a good idea. So this, this is, is Monday. Monday, I believe, where he's at. Mm -hmm. The injury's already out. We saw him get carted off. But... I'm sipping my coffee. It's no big deal. Just going back to Mike for a second, is the expectation still that he'll practice at some point this week? Uh, he's day-to-day. -day. I think that you'll see him at practice at some point, yes. Could he, could he play in the game if he, if he did not practice this week? I think that's fair to say, but, I mean, we expect him to, you know, to, to practice at some point this week, you know, and, and what capacity, you know, that's to be determined. Guy feels like he's being deposed at all times. God, he's just, I got to be so careful with everything I say, and I got to say it right. And that, that, that's fair to say. Yes, um, based on my recollection, that's a, that, that seems fair. Yeah. All right, so that was Monday. He's going to practice at some point. Even if he doesn't practice, it's fair to say he could probably play. We're going to see him in practice. Not sure yet how much. This is Monday. Here's, yeah. here's and what. And then yesterday, because I watched yeah. the full 
whatever, however long it was. I will say it never gets contentious in LA or Southern California with reporters and coaches, but I would say that the media members there yesterday, probably this is as much fire as he's ever gotten. They just didn't let off the hook. They didn't let him off the hook with the, with the Williams stuff. So is this, is, are we about to watch Tuesday or are we about this to watch yesterday? Okay. This is, we're going right to Thursday. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Brandon, what uh, kind of progress is Mike Williams making? He's progressing, getting treatment and uh, just trying to get him as much rest as possible for Saturday. And, you know, we're hoping that he can make it to the game. Um, earlier in the week, you thought he'd be able to be out here at practice. Did anything kind of change with his recovery or what? I think what changed was just trying to get him as much rest as possible because of the short, you know, time frame of the week. Um, we're at that point of the season where the reps aren't what matter. The rest is, you know, in his case. So just trying to get him as much rest up until game time. Have you given any more thought about the way that game went Sunday? Would you do anything differently? Yeah, I mean, I, I stand behind what we did in that football game. I think, you know, all my players are really important to me. And there were a lot of players that were you know, playing in that game that we're in harm's way. That's just the nature of football. And it's very difficult to decide who plays and who doesn't and who's more valuable than the rest. And what you're trying to do is set a standard for your program about how you do things. And um, that's the that's what I believe in. And um, I didn't want anybody to get hurt in that game, regardless of their status, because um, everybody's important. Um, so, um, you know, we're just hoping Mike gets back. But, um, you know, we're going to be ready to play on Saturday. Dude. Is it me? Just tell me if it's me, because it could just be me. Is isn't it uncomfortable to watch him? Because you just feel how uncomfortable he is. Like, no, I I, just... I don't feel that way because I actually believe he believes what he's saying out loud. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I genuinely feel that. Yeah, he sounds like a high school coach. Here's Our the program. problem: with what he said. Our yeah, program. here's the problem: with what he said yeah. about oh, all my players are important. Some are more important than others. Check yep. their paychecks. Check their paychecks. Some guys are more important than others. What the owner pays them will, dictum, will will tell you who's what, okay? So Justin Herbert doesn't play. Mike Williams doesn't play. Who's more important, Joey Browner, Justin Herbert playing. or Chase Daniel? According to him, they're equal. They're equal according to Bozo. I wanted to ask you who's I mean, more important. I, I mean, Joey Bosa, if, if you talk about rest. By the way, he will not finish the game. I, I would have rested Joey Bosa last week against Denver and said, we got to get him more rest. Well, well, coach, we got to maybe get him some reps. You know, forget reps. I need him for like ten plays in Jacksonville. I don't need him for ten Correct. plays in Denver. Um, also, look, something that is coming out. Details are coming out, and now mm-hmm. we're going to start pointing fingers at this medical staff again, which is always mm-hmm. hilarious. Oh boy! Because how? Okay, this is from the reports NFL Network. How much time do I got, Scott? Are we okay? You got about because, two minutes. Yeah, okay. a minute and a half. According to Tom Palesero of NFL Network, after initial X-ray and MRIs came back negative, Williams underwent further testing that revealed a fracture in his back that will sideline him a, fu- a couple of weeks. How do you miss a fracture in a back on an MRI and an X-ray? I'm not a doctor, but if something's broken, don't you diagnose that immediately? Like, hey, like when I broke my hand, it was pretty cracked all the way through. When I broke my collarbone, it was like this. You know, like, if you have a fracture in your back, how do you miss that? Well, and and just a question is, from an MRI, like right. x-ray, you go, x-ray, all right, I looked at it. I can't yeah. really, I don't, I got to do more investigation. I got to get an MRI. I got to go deeper in. I got to go do, do a deeper dive. MRI comes back. What are they? They not have the right 
radiologists reading this stuff? And if you what? believe the reports, doctors, the charger doctors, the medical staff was like, you know, he's not progressing like we thought he would. Maybe no, we should test him again. again. Maybe yeah. we should test him again. Brandy and they and they MRI'd his back today, according to reports. And he's like, oh, yeah, he's got a broken back. Yeah. Yeah. Brandon Saley, how's he doing? He's progressing. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's progressing quite well, as a matter of fact, actually. Joke. Yeah. What Just the way it's all reported. Like, but dude, but dude, not, the, 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 the chargery thing, the, the chargery thing to have happen is to have this kid get hurt now before you need him. And then to put out this video on social media. Oh, man. Uh, Mike Williams, the Chargers, when Mike Williams plays and does not get hurt in the game, the Chargers are eight and two. When Mike Williams is hurt, not playing, or gets hurt during a game, the Chargers are two and four. Hold that right there. Hold that. Marinate on that. Tony Baselli, who is the Jacksonville Jaguars radio analyst, will join us next. We're in the Seven Mile Casino Studios here on Kaplan and Crew. All right, great friends. Hey, it is Friday afternoon. It's Kaplan and Crew with Grande and the Brown Man coming to you from the Seven Mile Casino Studios, sevenmilecasino.com. So in our opening segment, we were talking about the Chargers Jaguars, but Mike Williams now out, even though Brandon Staley said earlier in the week, he'll be fine. No big deal. He'll be practicing. You'll see him. He'll be good. Out. Lost the guy in a meaningless game against Denver. Alex, what was the stat you had about how Mike Williams impacts the record of the Chargers? In games that he plays and doesn't get hurt, eight and two. And in games that he misses or gets hurt in the game, uh, two and three, I believe, or two and five, I believe now. Okay, got it. Yeah. So um, here to kind of fill us in on why my Jacksonville Jaguars are going to win this game this weekend, here is Hall of Famer Tony Baselli. He's <laughs> already laughing at you. <laughs> Wait, say it slower, though. Yeah. Just like Hall, Hall of Famer. There you go. Oh, Tony and, and look at dude, is that standard like behind you? Everybody who can watch this can see behind you the bust from Canton. Is that that standard? They just give that to you when you leave? No, that's a replica. So that's not the that's not the real one. The real one's in uh in Canton. They give they give you a replica that you can put wherever you want, use as a paperweight. You know, doorstop. I I have to I have I have to put mine in my office. <laughs> and and do they give it to you when you leave, or do they send it to you? No, I just got it last week. Oh, really? Yeah, for this week, uh, Tuesday this week. I get to, I forgot it's Friday, so Tuesday this week. How do you feel the bust looks? Do you feel like it's a it's a very good representation? I think it's better looking than I actually really am. So, yeah. <laughs> I got to tell did you, just seeing did it you from see here, a specific age, did you go, this is the age I want you to make my face? Yeah, I was like when I was in the prime, like when I was probably 27, 28. Nice. Yeah, dude. Yeah, looked much better. <laughs> I was richer, much better looking. <laughs> Could run. Looks very, looks very like all American, dude. Like oh, very totally. much like, yeah. Remember no, the Titans. Very solid. What else you got back there? Uh, and on the second shelf over your right shoulder, there's a trophy with like a guy with his arms up in the air. What's that one? Yeah, that's some like weird. So I just, <laughs> it's a Florida sports award. I just moved into uh, this house with this office because we redid the house. And uh, my wife actually did everything behind me. And there's stuff up there. I don't even know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I, I said like whose office is this? is this my office or your office because you put a bunch of crap up there that i don't really want <laughs> you got your bust you got your bust i mean yeah, she gave me that. A, yeah i mean that's a no-brainer like a perfect example i came in the first like this is the, just moved in and she had a texans and 
Jaguars helmet up there. I'm like, take the Texans helmet down. I'm like, I mean, I've never even played. And everyone's on there. Like, <laughs> It's like, well, you were taken in the supplemental draft or whatever. Yeah, I think that's, that's not it's not something like really exciting. It's like, woohoo, on the list of career accolades. I don't list that. Right. As a matter of fact, they they took me in the expansion draft. I never played for them. And frankly, I don't even want any affiliation with that organization. You know? I, lo- I love the – I mean, the, the, they were good to me. I'm nothing against them, but it's not like something I'm going to display in the office. Well, I will just say over your left shoulder, though, there looks to be a beautiful painting. I can only see a shoulder. Oh, there it is. I can only see the shoulder in there. What a beautiful painting. Who did that painting of you? So I got that. So back in 06, 07, when uh, I did uh, got put into the Jaguars kind of ring of honor, what they called the pride of the Jaguars. That's what the team gave me. Damn. That's beautiful. Yeah, that's, that's cool. awesome, man. My, well, wife did, my wife did a good job about putting that in. Yeah. Do you have like a <laughs> do you have like a prized possession in that office? Or you're like, this is this is dope. Yeah, I think the it has to be the bus now. I mean, that now, was, yeah. Uh, um other than that, I'm not very good at uh I actually don't care about that stuff. Like I like I I'm not a memorabilia guy. I have nothing. Like I don't care about autographs, like even like it's not like I kept a lot of stuff from my playing days like that are really meaningful to me. And like when I was playing, I'm like, hey, I wear the same pair of shoes every day, you know, throw them away at the end of the season. <laughs> like, <laughs> it, do you think that's more of a modern day uh, player thing now where guys exchange jerseys and then yeah. you go to some of these guys' house and they got jerseys from every guy they played against, signed and shoes? and Yeah, I think a little bit. And I think it's cool, but I don't care about it. Like I, I think it's maybe a generational and maybe a individual thing too. Cause certain guys love that. Like my kids are all like, they love that kind of stuff. And there's a bunch of players that do, and there's nothing. It's just ne- never been my personality. Like, for example, growing up, I remember I was in high school, I think, and my dad got a, you know, a signed Michael Jordan basketball off the uh, set because our family ran the creative or something or did something for some commercial he was on. And he had this, like, signed Michael Jordan basketball. And my dad was all excited about it. I looked at things like, I'm like, I'm going to start, like I started messing around like I was going to dribble it. And like, <laughs> <laughs> because even as a kid, I didn't, it's like, I never cared about that kind of stuff. Not, I mean, not, it's just my personality. So hence why my, my wife decorated my office and not me. I love the office though. And I love all the books because the books behind yeah. you on a bookshelf make you look and feel smarter. How many, you know? of the, how many of those books do you think I've read? Mm. Those do not look like books that have been read. They yeah, look like uh, mini yeah. encyclopedias. Yeah, yeah, they look like decorative books. I don't <laughs> yeah. even know that there's really words on. They look paper. like law books. <laughs> right. Well, I got some like if you look up there, there's some like. Oh, weird... see, there you go. Oh, damn. Um, High ceilings. I, I think I. I don't know if I've read any of them. Yeah, I know it does look. Oh, like there's, a, there's a John Grisham book up there. I read that. I like okay. those soft, easy reads. Not your brain doesn't have to work. I got you. Tony Baselli, the Hall of Famer, is here and uh, will be taking a look at his Jaguars against Browner's Chargers. I should say our Jaguars. Tony, you know, earlier in the season, week three, when the Jaguars beat the Chargers, I said to you then that if the Jaguars win, I will paint my face Jaguar style. And let me tell you something. uh, That went over. I mean, that was people loved that. Oh, yeah, it was good. Oh, yeah. There I am. (laughs) There I am. (laughs) Who who did the painting? I did. I did. did Dude, I did the painting on the show. So, like, I didn't do it in a mirror. 
You know, I just, all I did was I just, it's obvious. yeah, <laughs> it's bad, right? No, it's great. It's, it's bad, but good. It's a good, it's, it's good. good and bad. <laughs> that was beautiful. That was way worse today than it did when you did it. <laughs> so, so that was week three. The Jaguars went to LA beat up on the chargers. Yes, it's true. Justin Herbert was coming off the injury on the ribs the week before against the chiefs, but the Jags put a beat down on them. And then the Jags had that period of time through the year where they, I want to say lost five or six games, not five long thereafter. Yeah. Five in a row. But then they finished strong. So can you just give us like the Tony Baselli scouting report on the Jags going into this game? Yeah, I mean, they're playing really good football right now. Um, even those five games they lost, I think in all five of them, they had the, uh, four of the five, they had the lead late in the fourth quarter. Or had in all five, they either had the lead late in the fourth quarter or had the ball to tie it or win it within t- under two minutes. So those were games that they should have, you know, won half of them maybe. Um, and... But what's really happened is they're very well coached. Doug Peterson's a great coach. They've been, they've had a couple injuries, but nothing significant. And Trevor Lawrence is playing at a high, high level, and the defense is getting turnovers. That's kind of their game. They're not like great defense, but they're opportunistic. They they're aggressive. They play really hard, um, and so they create some turnovers. And then offensively, you know, Trevor gets it going. He's as good as anybody. Who are the um, like name guys that Trevor Lawrence has that he's getting the ball to? I mean, just just the skill position guys that I mean, to me, I don't know that there's a superstar. Right. You know, the, the Chargers have a Mike Williams who's a super talent, even though he can't stay healthy. And and they've got a Keenan Allen who's a real experienced, you know, Pro Bowl caliber talent. You know, what, what do the Jags really have at the skill positions? Well, they have two good, they have two, you know, their top two receivers outside are Christian Kirk and Zay Jones, both over 80 catches this year. To your point, are they household name superstars? No, but they're really damn good football players. And they do the dirty stuff too. They're not afraid to block. They get in there. They play, they're physical, they're tough. So you have two guys that are 80 plus catch guys. And then you have a tight end, Evan Ingram, that, you know, a former first rounder that didn't work out in New York comes to Jacksonville. And I think he had 73, 70, no, maybe 77. He might even be close to 80 catches. Like he had a bunch of catches this year and he's had, I mean, so th- those three guys are the passing game. And Evan Ingram actually gives you all kinds of issues too. Cause he could, they could, they'll run screens to him, you know, because he's so explosive and fast from that tight end position, not big. And then in the backfield is Travis Etienne, 1100 yards, didn't play the whole season. Um, but explosive guys. So they got some weapons, not big name. Like, you know, they don't have a big name, like a Mike Williams or a Keenan Allen type of guy, but they have, they have guys who will compete against anybody and can beat you and they'll score points. Tony Baselli is here. The pro football hall of famer, the Jacksonville Jaguar analyst, Tony, the last time these two teams played the Jaguars did to the chargers defense, what so many other teams do uh, successfully. And that's run the ball over 150 yards rushing in that game. What do you think about the Jaguars running attack versus the Chargers defensive run, you know, stopping? Yeah, I mean, I, 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 number one, Chargers aren't very good. That's not breaking news. Um, they haven't been for the two years that Brandon Staley's been there, they've been bad, which is interesting because before that, they were pretty damn good on defense. Um, but they're struggling right now. 
uh, at least stopping the run. And if and Jacksonville can run the ball. Now, they got shut out last week in the run game against the Titans, who are the number one rush defense in the NFL. So that was a little bit expected. So I think they're going to run the ball effectively. And if they can run the ball, then that's going to open it up. But I think ultimately Jack, Jacksonville is going to win a shootout. Because I think, to your point, Herbert was not healthy that first game. They are a better offense now, even if Mike Williams doesn't play. Now, it is completely – it's complete lunacy – that Brandon Staley played all his guys when the game meant nothing. Like I, I never understood that. And it cost them with Mike Williams completely cost them because they're a better team, more dangerous team with him, but they're still going to score points. I just think the Jack, I think the Jacks will get one or two extra stops and because they can run the ball effectively against um, the chargers. I think they will. I think they'll control it in the fourth quarter and end up winning. What do you when think? You... Oh, go ahead, Browner. When you are observing this organization, because I thought that they were going to be two, three years away from where they are now because the way last year was so terrible, call it what it is, with Urban Meyer. Uh, Doug Peterson has done such a great job transitioning these guys. What would you say has been the biggest difference between last year's players and how they're performing and this year's players and how they're performing? Well, number one, there's an adult in the room. His name's Doug Peterson. <laughs> <laughs> the leader urban Meyer was not urban Meyer was bad at what he did and and the organization was broken with urban Meyer as the head coach and this is why i think doug peterson should be head coach of the year i think it's you know, what he because i don't think people appreciate what he inherited it wasn't just what he had to fix on the field it's in the building the culture the belief of the players the confidence of the players and he's done that and you got a group of guys that believe in themselves, but you know, and just as importantly, believe in the head coach. Like they want to be there. They like they love the dude. It is a close locker room. They've become confident on this five-game winning streak. Like they they are unafraid and they think they can beat anyone. And anyone who's ever played sports, that's a that's a good place to be as an athlete. Like because half of it is just believing you can do it. And so when you have very when there's no doubt and you are focused on just execution and success. And you were unafraid of the fa- of the what could happen if it doesn't work. You're dangerous, and I think this Jags team is dangerous. I'm not saying that you know, I'm not saying they're going to the Super Bowl or they're going to go into Kansas City, Buffalo, or Cincinnati and and win those games. But in this first, I mean, they're they're ahead of schedule on where we thought they'd be. I think most people would agree with that. They got a young franchise quarterback that's one of the top quarterbacks in the NFL. So I mean, much like Herbert, you know, great young player ton of upside and you have a great coach. And so I think it's going to be a really close game. Would it surprise me if the chargers won? No, but I don't think they're going to, because I think at the end of the, at the end, Jackson will make one or two more plays and win in the fourth quarter. What about home field? It looks like watching that Saturday night game against Tennessee place was rocking. It's been a while since we've seen Jacksonville that way. How big of a difference is that going to make now? Well, it's been a while since they've won. I, yeah. I always love people always kill Jacksonville fans. Oh, the Jags have no fans. I'm like, you go lose double digit lot for, you know, 15 years and tell me how many people show up. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the same and, way in Cincinnati. Now you look at Cincinnati places nuts, nuts. And it's a great fan base. I mean, they love the Jags. There's like, you know, at some point you get a little bit worn out. Um, it was packed. It was out of control uh, in the stadium, tailgating everything. It's going to be the same this Saturday night. It's a good home field. The players are feeding off of it. And I do, I do think it gives them a little bit of a, even an extra edge. Sunday Night Football, the official NBC account just tweeted, 
Trevor Lawrence has never, ever lost on a Saturday that goes back to high school, college, or the NFL. Mr. Saturday. Dude, that's what he does. He wins on Saturdays. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. hilarious, dude. Unbeaten in his career on Saturdays. Unbeaten. Mr. Khan Mr. needs to start organizing some more Saturday games early yeah. in the season. Yeah, when no we go to London, can we play on Saturday, please? No doubt about that. Oh, that's funny. Hey, uh, uh, total side note, you, know, you mentioned the owner, Browner. Hey, the owner of the Jags, his son is the guy who owns the wrestling league, AEW. Yep. Are they yep. ever Yeah, are they ever around the organization? Who, Tony? Um, the kid, yeah. Is his name oh, Tony? He's around all the time. He's at every game. He's there sometimes during the week, but he's doing AEW most of the time. But yeah, he's at every game, home away. Um yeah, he's super close to the organization. You ever bring around like wrestlers? Are you a wrestling fan, Tony Vaselli? I'm not the big. I was a, as a, I was a huge wrestling fan as a kid. I don't keep track. Oh, of when it. did you learn it was fake? Stop. It's not fake. Stop. It, it, it's oh, fake. Please don't Sorry. say that. Sorry. Sorry. Don't say Come that. On. Browner, you're such a hater, man. I mean, I, why, why are you killing the vibe, Brown? I know, Brown. Sorry, my just, bad. My bad. Um, uh, so I stopped following, but I I'll watch it every once in a while. I've been to an AEW show. Uh, but I don't know any of like the characters or the wrestlers anymore. Well, but some of the wrestlers in AEW now are the guys that I know I grew up on, or at least kind of towards the end of it, like Chris Jericho, yeah, uh, or Sting, yeah. You know, like I so I love those guys when they no, were back. W- yeah, yeah. Like I, I've seen I've seen Chris Jericho around in the past. There's yeah, the couple of the wrestlers come around this. You know, when they're not, you know, when they're not at a show, or if there's a show in Jacksonville. Um, then they're around. You ever contemplate getting into wrestling? Anybody Hell ever, no. anybody ever <laughs> ask you about it? No, it looks like, first of all, my joints don't work. That looks like very, a lot of pain. <laughs> and, uh, I can't do flips. Like nowadays you have to be like flip off the top rope and body yeah. slam. I can't, but there, there was a time though, where like football players would end their careers or even basketball players. And then they jump right into wrestling. Dennis Rodman, uh, the mailman, um, I Bill Fralick back Goldberg. in the old school days. Bill Goldberg, yeah. I mean, The Rock, Brock, Brock Lesnar. Yeah, there were guys, Brock but they Lesnar. would always like recruit big guys like Tony Baselli's gigantic. Let's get him into a wrestling ring. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I'd look good in tights or a speedo either. <laughs> <laughs> Tony, after this game is over, um, will you will you get back out on the national side of things or? I guess you're probably locked into the Jaguars as long as they're in the playoffs, right? Yeah, as long as the Jags. I mean, I was. If I'm pretty sure if it all depends on the travel, like, so let's say we win and we play Saturday next week. If there's a Sunday game I can get to, I'll do it. Like there would have, I would have done a game this weekend if the schedule would have been different, but it just was too hard to get to any of the cities based on us playing Saturday night. So it's kind of, it'll be week by week as long as the Jags are in there. And then let's just say for whatever reason, the Jags get knocked out of the postseason. Are you going to get back out? Um, AFC Championship, NFC Championship, Super Bowl. Will you be on those broadcasts? Uh, the championships, yes. Super Bowl, t- TBD. TBD. You miss working with Scott? Oh, good question. He, he was the best sideline guy in the business. <laughs> he, he got, he's getting thrown back in the ring. Yeah, I got the call this week. How he's bringing me back up to the bigs. I'm going to Minnesota versus the Giants on Sunday, midday. Okay. That'd be good. Yeah, I that but it's, it's really like, it's really warm in Minnesota this time of year. But it's indoors, thank goodness. <laughs> thank goodness, indoors. But just like this this Jacksonville Chargers game, I think the Vikings Giants game is just a complete toss up. I agree. I, I I mean the Gi- the Giants are way tougher. I think physically and like they have that grit to them. And uh, Minnesota, I mean Minnesota is a negative point 
differential with all the wins they had, meaning they got blown out a bunch and then won a lot of close games. Um, I mean, they're kind of the high flying, like big time players. Like, I mean, Justin, Je- Justin Jefferson's the best receiver in football, in my opinion. And uh, it'll be interesting when those two clash. A lot yeah. of times, a lot of times in the playoffs, it's that tough, physical, gritty team that gets it. Yeah. Last one, Brown. We got to hustle. Do you see the Jaguars making a Bengals like run? Because no one saw the Bengals doing what they did, but they kind of have the same formula that the Jack that Jacksonville has, with the exception of Doug Peterson being there, an experienced guy who's already done it, uh, going the same route. Do you see that happening? I don't know if I see it, but I, I, I mean, I see a path for it because they have they can score points and they have that. Uh, that experience um, at the head coach and Doug Peterson. What I do see, which I'm super confident in, is the Jaguars will be one of the best teams in the AFC for the next decade. Like they're going to be good. Like they're going to like they're going to dominate the AFC South, which is not saying much based on the kind of the status of the South. True. But they'll be they'll be in the conversation every year, and they'll make a couple Super Bowl runs, and I think they'll win at least one um, with Trevor Lawrence and Doug Peterson. That's how good they're going to be. Tony Baselli talking about his Jacksonville Jaguars today. Tony, uh, have a great broadcast tomorrow. Good luck to our Jaguars. <laughs> I love there it. There could be love some it. face paint coming by Monday, man. There could be I face paint. It. Yeah. All right. We'll do it again. If the Jags keep the run going, we'll do it again. All right. You got it. Hall of Famer Tony Baselli. Tony, thank you for doing this for us. We appreciate you, man. <laughs> See ya. I freaking love Tony Baselli. Hey, coming up, we just started talking about that Vikings-Giants game a little bit. Former Charger linebacker Ben Lieber now is an analyst for the Minnesota Vikings radio network. Ben Lieber around the corner. Stick around. We're in the Seven Mile Casino Studios here on Kaplan and Crew. All right. Hey, guys, uh, breaking in halftime here of the show. And obviously, we're all football today, right? Um, So a reminder, even if you're in California and you can't wager legally, I'm going to ask you to do the show a favor. And... I've got this phrase in my head. It's it's activate our network. When we have a spot and a client like DraftKings and they are an official sports betting partner of the NFL and they're saying, look, um, to all of our listeners around the country and around the world, you can bet $5 and you can get $200 in free bets instantly. But for those of you that are in California, they're like, dude, I can't bet right now. I got it. What I want you to do is download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use our promo code GREATFRIENDS and all new customers will be able to bet $5 on an NFL game and get $200 in free bets instantly. And it's only at DraftKings when you use our promo code Great Friends. Now, there is a minimum age and there's eligibility restrictions. And you can look below here on, on YouTube and figure that out. But the reason I'm asking you to do it, even if you're in California or a state where you can't bet, is because if you download the DraftKings app and you put in Great Friends and they see how many people are downloading the app, no matter where they are, this is a, this is a download campaign, bro. You understand? So... It helps the show, and if we're going to activate our network, if I go to DraftKings and say, you can have access to our network that's been built for 20 years, I'm asking all the great friends out there, activate the network, download this DraftKings app, and use our promo code Great Friends. And one other activation to our network is, is this right here, Athletic Greens. Now, I've already seen a bunch of you guys sending me uh, emails or uh, texts or direct messages. Hey, got the Athletic Greens. Super simple. All the vitamins, all the nutrients right here. I don't take a fistful of vitamins. I just shake it all up in this bottle that they send you. Put in the vitamin D that you get for free. And um, you get the five free travel packs. And you're going to get healthier this year. I know a lot of us want to lose weight. But let's also get 
healthier. This is the product to do it. Athleticgreens.com slash Kaplan. And when people ask me, I'm like, all the discounts and everything are all built in. Athleticgreens.com slash Kaplan. It's our landing page. So you get the vitamin D supply for a year for free. You get the five travel packets for free. Then you get onto this product and you will jones for it every day because it makes you feel that good. All right. Let's get back to it. All right, great friends. Hey, we are in the Seven Mile Casino Studios, sevenmilecasino.com. This is Kaplan and Crew with Grande and the Brown Man. You're just getting with us. We've been talking about the Chargers and the Jaguars tomorrow. We just got done talking to Tony Baselli, the Hall of Famer, the former USC great. And Tony Baselli is um, calling games for the Jacksonville Jaguars radio network. He has been forever. And Tony was just buying. And Alex, there's a point in that conversation mm-hmm. where Tony actually says he sees the Jaguars winning the game, um, yeah. mostly because he sees the Jaguars kind of just making one or two more plays. Yeah, it was about mm-hmm. I, I kind of wrote it all down because what I find interesting is, is if we take that video and we put it out on Twitter this afternoon, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, whatever, there will be a whole bunch of Charger haters out there like me mm-hmm. who are going to just cheer for the Jags. We're, we're all Jags fans this week. Yeah. But then there's still a whole bunch of Charger lovers out there. Some are in San Diego. <laughs> not that many. Some are in L.A. Not that many. But they do want to be heard on social media. And they're still so angry for, at those of us who choose to hate. Let me just say this. The early game tomorrow, San Francisco and Seattle, I'm interested, but I don't really have any emotion towards the game. I want the 49ers to win because I want to support John Lynch Jr. I kind of love Pete Carroll and think they're an interesting story from the year, but I don't have an investment. In the Chargers-Jags game, I can rock my Charger Hater Club t-shirt like I'm wearing today. (laughs) You know, take a look at it, baby. looks good. You can get it in the Kaplan & Crew merch store. I can wear and walk around with my Charger Hater Club card that I wish I could remember what great friend actually had these cards written and printed and sent to me. I wish I was smart enough or willing to do it to actually go get the cards done. These were all done for me. Somebody sent them to me. So I have an emotional investment in the game, not because I'm like rooting, oh, my team, I want them to go to the Super Bowl. I want these guys to get knocked out. And that's Uh, my emotional investment. I got to tell you, though, I think that the one thing where Charger haters and Charger lovers are uniting is being anti-Brandon Staley today. I don't think there is a... Well, honestly, if you're a Charger hater, you might want Brandon Staley to stick around because he seems to be—he seems do. to be the story. I do. That's, I do. That's that's why when they made when they made the playoffs and everybody was busting my balls, going, "They made the playoffs. You look so stupid. You should jump back on the bandwagon. Come back home." No, I'm happy they made the playoffs because just like when Mike McCoy made the playoffs, or even when Norv Turner made Anthony the playoffs, and, right? It, the success hides the warts yeah and then when you're successful like when you make the playoffs coaches don't get fired i mean the 13 the the 14 and 2 coach did get fired historically speaking but the coach is not going to get fired and that means the more brandon staley coaches the chargers the better off the haters club is going to be i think that it's it's very interesting looking back at the past two seasons when you talk about Brandon Staley, because with Anthony Lynn and Mike McCoy, the Chargers were charging. 
whether it be Melvin Gordon fumbling, whether it be missed field goals, whether whatever. But ever since Brandon Staley took over, he's been the story. The aggressiveness on fourth down, the ridiculous play calls sometimes where you're just like, what is he doing? The, and then this year, just he has been the story, whether he be – touted as this defensive mastermind because he had the number one defense with the Rams and then having the Chargers be like almost the almost worst last defensively the past two seasons and people I did read an article in the athletic two weeks ago about how he's been calling such brilliant game plans during their four game win streak it's like yeah look who he's playing in those offenses he's playing it's you know maybe Scott can drop some blitzes at work too so <laughs> all I'm saying is he has been the story it hasn't been the play on the field. It's been him, which I find really interesting. The chargering has been Brandon Staley. It hasn't been the players. If you look at the when I when I went, I said that he's giving people more ammo. This is not just this year. Don't forget last year, the timeout really soured everyone on whether he was smart or not. Like if if the reason why this is their first time in the playoffs under him. It's simply because he took a timeout. That's it. That's the story. And so there's, I'm pretty sure this is going to go south for him, even if they win, because publicly he has done himself no favors at the press conference. On the field, those players cannot be happy with losing a guy when they didn't have to. So I just think that he is a guy who just, he's not ready for the job. And if he's you're not a red zone it, guy. He survived. If you're not a red zone guy, if you actually watch the games the way Browner does, watch Bears games, Justin Herbert has bailed this team out week in Tons and week out. Time. It's yeah. not like if you even look at their wins, mm -hmm. a couple exceptions, but if you look at their wins, these are really, really, really close games mm -hmm. all year long where Justin Herbert has made ridiculous throws to get them in field goal range. And then Dicker the kicker has been a revelation for them this year. Right. But it's Without really him. been... Justin Herbert. By I even way, said, just as, I hate just Justin as you Herbert. Just said that. Just as you just said that. Yeah. Dicker the kicker. Yeah. Just as you just said that. Now, now watch what happens this weekend. <laughs> like he's been, he's been. And, and by the way, as a Vikings fan, I'm, I'm sure you can scared. remember. I'm, I'm sure you can remember. There was a year. I'm talking 20. Oh no, I was no no oh, not that one. Gary I'm Anderson? going deeper, deeper. Gary Anderson was a great field goal kicker. Right. This guy, Gary Anderson. Left the Steelers, went to the Vikings, playing indoors, happy as can be. This guy was like 100% on field goals for the season, like 35 of 35 on field goals. Yeah. The Vikings are playing, I want to say, the Atlanta Falcons, I think in the I, NFC Championship game. I want to say he was like 40-some of 40-some. Yeah, and, and missed his first and only field goal of the entire year, and the Vikings lost to the Falcons. Falcons went on to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Dicker the kicker has been so good for the Chargers that every time he comes on the field, the announcers go, wow, this guy, Dicker, the kicker, he's had a really good year. Like, the Chargers have gone through like 12 kickers in the last three seasons, but they finally got it all solved here with Dicker, the kicker. Oh, my God. What if Dicker, the kicker, turns into Nate Kading this weekend? <laughs> I mean, if you listen to Tony, he said the Jaguars, he thinks the Jaguars, are gonna win, the Jaguars will win because they'll make one or two more plays. Like He's expecting a shootout, a close game. I kind of see it the same way. I expect a, a, a high-scoring a game that's going to be close. I don't see a blow either way. But it's very likely that it could come down to a kicker. I mean, playoff games normally come down to kickers. Dude, Dicker the kicker on the road, on natural grass, outdoors. 
crowd going nuts. You brought up the Vikings, and I just remembered the last time they played the Giants in the playoffs, they lost to the Strahan Super Bowl Giants, I mm-hmm. think, and they lost forty-one nothing, if I remember correctly. <laughs> Wait, that? But no, no. But that's oh, that's the last time they played the Giants. That's the last time they played the Giants in the playoffs. I want to say that game, if I recall, if we're talking about the same game, that's also in the late nineties, early two thousand, somewhere early in that 2000s, neighborhood. I- yeah. So the Giants at home against the Vikings. Vikings were coached by at the time by Denny Green. Yeah. And the Giants, I want to say that's Jim Fossil, the head coach. I think Kerry Collins, the quarterback. You say Strahan, that that team, the Giants, went to the Super Bowl. And I believe that's the team that lost to the Trent Dilfer Ravens. The Ravens. Yeah, the the Vikings got smoked that day. I Alex, I don't know why. Yeah, but I was there for that game. You were there? Yeah. 41. 41 nothing. And by the way, speaking of your Vikings, I was thinking about this. I believe it was 2016. Mm -hmm. The Vikings went to New Orleans, beat the Saints in New Orleans in like on a last second touchdown pass, as I recall. Then the following week, the Vikings went to the 49ers, and that was the game where Jimmy Garoppolo threw like four passes the entire game, Yeah, and the Niners won. Yeah. And I was at both of those games. I was, I was in New Orleans, and uh-huh. then I was in San Francisco. I, I've, I've followed this, uh, this Vikings Guess thing. Guess what Even today is? Today is January, oh, Friday the 13th. Today is Friday the 13th, but it's also the anniversary of the Minneapolis Miracle, 2018. Oh, that's um, okay. I'm tr- I gotta, I gotta come up with the quarterback. I know Stephon Diggs, right? Mm-hmm. And then what's the quarterback's name? Little short guy from Houston. He's the backup, backup at Buffalo now. Yeah. Oh Case. God, uh, Chase. Because uh, I got Daniel, but it's not that. It's, it's not Case, that. not Chase. Case Keenum. There Case Keenum. There we go. Case not. Chase. And then what they do the following week? Just got destroyed by the Eagles. What the Vikings do, man? They have these like great, awesome playoff victories, and then. He'll get crushed the next mm. week. Well, listen, I, I'm with you guys. I'll tell you right now, I think this Chargers-Jaguars game is a close game. I think that the Minnesota-New York game is really close. Alex, if you put up on the screen the wild card weekend, it starts on Saturday tomorrow, and uh, it gets kicked off here locally at 1.35 in the afternoon, Seattle and San Francisco, which, you know, back in the old days, this was a this this was Pittsburgh-Baltimore. This was physical – nasty i think it still hatred. will be i don't i i don't talk about people you. are huh? that's what it was. <laughs> i think that that we are overlooking the seahawks because i think that as great as the 49ers defense is the seahawks defense has been good this year too and brock purdy is a rookie a, a late round pick rookie so he's not it's making any magic He's not making any magic at all. So I I can see Pete Carroll giving him issues. And if they get behind, they find a way to – DK catches a, a deep pass. Uh, uh, somebody does something to get them up 14-3 or 17-7. Brock's got a throw, and now we're in a whole different ballgame. Yeah. Uh, so what you're saying is you're not writing still... Geno off. He ain't going to write back, even if I do. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, all right, make a pick. Let's do this. Make it make a pick. San Francisco, Seattle. Go ahead, Browner. You're up. You know what? I'm a, I'm taking Seattle. I'm <laughs> taking say, Seattle. After all that, I'm still yeah. taking the Niners. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking Seattle because the Brock yeah. Purdy train is out of control at this point. It's out of control. 
I think I think take, he's going to come back down to earth. I'm going to take the Niners here. I think um, I think San Francisco has been too consistent all season long, and to be at home again, natural surface outdoors. Third time, I mean, third time playing them. Yeah, I mean Seattle plays outdoors and they play in weather up in Seattle, but they play on a, you know a turf field and just I just feel like if Purdy were on the road, I might be a little bit more about the quarterback. I'm gonna be more about the home team. I think San Francisco is gonna win the game. What do you say, Alex? Yeah, I don't think it's gonna be particularly close either. I think the right. Niners win this one. Okay, the if the Niners had obviously- a good like a good established mm. quarterback, they would probably be a dynasty at this point. Yes. Yeah, the um, the Chargers and the Jaguars, obviously, tomorrow, the the later window, the game we just talked a lot about with Tony Baselli, the game locally kicks off at 515. I'm trying to do the math, Alex, I, I leave here tomorrow at 1230 and I think I get to Minneapolis at six o'clock local time. So 6 p.m. local time You'll in Minneapolis is like four o'clock here. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to be fine to get to like the hotel bar, restaurant, whatever. I mean, if Kevin Harlan and Mike Mayock want to go out for dinner tomorrow night, I'm down. But I really want to watch this game. Room service be fine. sounds about right. Room service? You're not a bar guy? No, I would oh. probably go to the bar. I'm the bar. I'm a bar guy yeah. at hotels. I'm a bar yeah. guy too. I don't like being in my room. I just feel weird in a hotel room. I like to go to the gym and I'll watch it on like a uh, you know like a elliptical machine. Where Definitely I'm like don't like in motion. That. No, I'm in, I got to be in motion. I can't. Well, I got to definitely eat don't like doing that. Yeah. Yeah, I gotta eat. Like I watch, I can watch the first half on the elliptical and the second half at the bar. I don't. I'm not even like a. If I go to a gym, I'm not even like a watch anything guy. I just need music. I can't focus on like a television show or anything like that. I just the only the only thing about a bar is I think I told you guys this, but today's Friday, January thirteenth, and I'm in the middle of dry January. Not because I consciously said I'm going to have a dry January, just because of some circumstances. And so last night, Rachel and I went out for dinner. And, um, for her, cause she's more, I'm, I'm not that much of a drinker. She likes cocktails and wines. Um, we're like trying to figure out things to do in our lives that don't include bars and live music and booze. So like, for example, tonight, we're going to go out on a little date night before I leave tomorrow. We're talking about going roller skating. Oh, I went, I went last Friday. Get out of here. Yeah. I went last Friday in, uh, Claremont. Ice skating or roller skating? Roller skating. No, roller skating. Claremont or yeah. like the one in Linda Vista? Linda Vista. Excuse me. Linda Vista. Yeah. We went up uh-huh. there, the little warehouse looking one. The, yeah. Yeah. We were there last Friday for a birthday party. My, yeah, uh, one of my best men, his wife. Well, I throw roller blades on bro, because last time oh, I put roller geez. skates on, I ate, I ate it and I just wasn't in the mood for it. So mm-hmm. I threw roller blades on and it like that that like muscle memory kicked in and I was flying, man. I was flying. I almost, I almost entered the limbo competition. I was feeling so good. Yeah. We're, we're actually contemplating tonight going to see, we, we're talking I'm about a movie and, and Rachel recommended black Panther two. I'm like, we didn't see black Panther one. Mm. So why are we going to go? See well, I just black watched Panther avatar two. two. Don't watch that. I also recently, we were going to go see this movie, something about banshees. You guys hear about this movie, this banshee movie? No. Anybody? Yes. I've seen it. Yeah. Have you heard this, the premise of this, Alex? No, no, this, no, no, these two no. guys, I, I watched a trailer and I decided I don't even want to go see it. These two guys are like best friends. Mm-hmm. And the one guy decides, I don't want to be your best friend anymore. I, you, you make oh, no, crazy. no, 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 no. That's a different movie. I did not see. That's a Colin Farrell movie. That looks totally stupid. Colin Farrell. Right. So, yeah. so, hey, uh, oh, so, okay. so, hey, you, I don't want to be your best friend anymore. I don't <laughs> like you anymore. You annoy the hell out of me. Leave me the hell alone. And Colin Farrell's character is going, but what? I don't understand. We're best friends. We're like, and the guy said to him, he goes, listen to me. 
if you say one more word to me, for every word you ever say to me, I'm going to cut my fingers off with shears. And I guess the guy is supposed to be like the town, like superstar violinist or whatever. And he's going to mutilate himself if the guy doesn't shut the hell up and leave him alone. And I'm like, why do I want to go see this? Well, uh, when me and Mario had a date that. night last week, we went to go see Megan. We didn't. We went to do. Have you ever gone to K one? I love K one. Yeah, we did K one last week. Whoa, that was what? fun. K one is a uh, little go karts up in Race Carlsbad. Yeah, we did went oh, to the one in downtown. Oh, you did in the downtown? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've never been to that one. Yeah, knocked out two races. It was fun. Really fun. Yeah, it's fun. So, so uh, Rachel mentioned Babylon, like a Brad Pitt movie. Uh, this Banshee movie, which we've knocked out black Panther. I'm like, I haven't, I didn't see black Panther one avatar two. I have no real interest in. So then we said, well, wait a second, since we're trying to say Babylon. Well, that's what I think. But I'm like, instead of going to a movie, what else could we do? That doesn't include drinking. So we, we came up with roller skating and uh, it's a, it's a possibility tonight. Yeah. You're going to be drinking like there it. too. No, there's no alcohol so. at that one. Yeah, I don't think so. Trust me. I know what? Yeah, I don't think so. Well, I don't I need to be why, on a roller skating rink. Why do people feel like people? they got to... Can I ask you a question? Take this down. I have a question. Are they going to do our why picks? Do people, Can't have a question with this up on the screen? I mean, sure. Whatever. I was trying to move on. Why do, people, what? Why, do feel, why do people feel like they need to not do something to to you know, be better? Like, if you enjoy drinking and it's not a habit or it doesn't affect your life, keep doing it. People well, make up these, my case. like, dry January, right? Like, dry January. If you're going to drink the next month, what the hell are you doing? Well, like, hey, well, wait a second. You ain't or you are. Okay. The opposite side of the coin here. If you drank a lot and partied a lot and you ate a lot and you gained weight and whatever, and you, you, know, you weren't taking care of yourself the way you wanted to in December, now all of a sudden you go, hey, you know what? I did all these things in December. In the month of January, I'm going to dry out. I'm not going to drink. I'm going to do a little more exercise. I'm going to watch what I eat. And then... I'll, I'll phase it back in in February. I have no problem with anybody that decides to do a dry January. It so happens that I'm in the middle of it, not because I consciously went, I'm doing it. Because if I did, if I consciously said, I'm going to do dry January, every day I'd be thinking about, I need to have a beer. But, I, but it just happened by circumstance. And I haven't had one drop of alcohol the entire year, 13 days. And by the way, I'm sleeping great and I feel great. People say that they, oh, I've been drinking a lot in December. You probably drink a lot the month before that, too, because Thanksgiving, then you have Christmas, and then you have New Year's Eve. So those are festive times because people are around their family, and you're trying to create joy, and you're trying to be around your loved ones. So you have a beverage or two, and now you're going to go into the new year with this, with this preconceived notion of, I'm not going to drink for 30 days. That's not uh -huh. going to make your life better. Might. Maybe you get drunk faster. Maybe, and that might make your life better. I mean, I guess I just I, I just don't I don't buy that. Either Why are you you're so judgmental about how everybody else lives? What do you care? I'm not judging. No, that's just my opinion. I'm not. You do whatever you want. People out there, dry January, <laughs> no November, whatever they call it. Do whatever you got to do to make sure you, <laughs> let your life feel better, bro. But I ain't I ain't stopping nothing. All right. I ain't going right. celibate for no month. I ain't not drinking. I ain't not shaving. I ain't doing none of that. Mm -mm. Groundhog day for me, baby. You do you, baby. We'll do. All right. What are you talking right, about? Alex, I don't know. Put it's just browner on another rant. Do do us a favor. Let's make these picks, and then Ben Lieber is going to come up and talk to us about the game that Alex is most interested in this weekend. I I admit I'm most interested in it this weekend as well. Maybe Ben's doing, doing dry Giants. January. Who's doing dry January? Maybe Ben's doing dry January. Maybe. Uh, Dolphins Bills on Sunday. Yes. The early game. Mm -hmm. Bills Blow are gonna smoke them. Smoke them out. Yeah, Dolphins, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You got the Dolphins, Alex? Oh. 
Uh, the Bengals and the Ravens, no Lamar Jackson. And by the way, going into damage control mode because people like Brower Woo! have been accusing him of of play, of not playing, not because he's injured, but rather because of his contract. He Woo! went into total damage control mode. My knees hurt. It's unstable. Did you hear what Sammy Watkins said today? No, what did Sammy Watkins Sammy say? Sammy Watkins, who's a receiver on the team that never really plays, he says, I hope Lamar decides to play this weekend. And there you go. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> there you go. I can't so give 100% of myself to my guys and the fans. Now, I give you 99.9%, .9%, but I can't give you 100%. Wow. Uh, maybe he's going to show up. Maybe he's just going to show up. Bro, that thing is deteriorating fast, man. That is getting worse by the day. I got Cincinnati to win this game, no problem. Yeah, same here. Grande? If Lamar doesn't play. He ain't playing. He ain't playing. No. But if they pay him tonight. Cincinnati. If they pay him tonight. If they pay him, they pay him tonight, he'll play. <laughs> Promise you uh, that. Uh, we'll talk about Monday's game on Monday. Alex, who are you taking? You taking your Vikings or you taking your Giants as we get ready for Ben Lieber to join us? I got to take Minnesota. I have to. He, he knows the Giants going to win this game. He knows. Look at his face. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to take Minnesota also. I'm, I'm going to root for Kevin O'Connell, even though I'm going to be there in an impartial role. So, all right, Ben Lieber, wow. former Charger linebacker, current Minnesota Viking radio analyst. Ben Lieber will be with us next. We're in the Seven Mile Casino Studios here on Kaplan Crew. All right, great friends. Hey, it's Friday afternoon. We're heading into this amazing wild card weekend. We are in the Seven Mile Casino Studios along with Grande and the Brown Man. This is Kaplan and Crew. Want to say great week to all of our 1090 radio listeners, to all of our YouTube viewers our Channel 4 San Diego and our Cox Your View TV viewers, all of our podcast listeners. Hope you guys got our email earlier today. I mean, we're like the easiest people on the planet to find. So um, Ben Lieber, guys, was a great Charger linebacker. And um, we got to see Ben Lieber go from his Kansas State collegiate career to the Chargers, grow up as a Charger, and then go on and play for the Vikings. And now he's a broadcaster for the Vikings. And Ben Lieber to talk about the Vikings and the Giants right now. Ben, great to see you, man. How are you? This Scott, it's great to see you, man. That's that's quite the intro you guys have for yourselves. Any any other place that people can find you? My goodness. Like how many other, you know, platforms and mediums can people find the show? Well, you know, we're so desperate now. You know, like we used to back in the day when you were playing for the Chargers, me and Billy Ray would just be so arrogant, we'd just go into the studio and we would assume yeah. that people would get in their car turn on the radio, and everybody would be listening. And then in 2019, when the radio business really started to change, we realized we better be on YouTube, audio podcast. Man, if we can get on I cable know. TV, we'll do that. We want to be uh, on radio. So I don't know, dude. We're just trying to be everywhere. No, I, I get I get it. I'm just giving you a hard time. Um, yeah, I, I know how it goes, man. I mean, even though I do KFA and radio here in the Twin Cities, you know, there's always the idea of like, well, what other platform do the do the the viewers want to see and the listeners want to to see us on? You know, it's like we got a YouTube channel. There's like, you know, Twitch and you know, just the regular dot com stuff. It's like it's it's got to be everywhere for everyone to find it. No doubt. And I saw the other day I was watching this Kevin O'Connell interview that he did yeah. with he does with Paul Allen, who's the play by play voice, the guy you work with, right? Yeah. And um, and it's like this beautiful television studio. But it's for what he says is their radio network, and I'm sure he's, you know, they're probably using this on TV, on radio, on on social. So, yeah, dude, wherever people are, as long as they got their phone in their hand, we want to we want to be able to have our content available to them. You know? Yeah, I get it. I'm sure you see this too when you travel. Every team has such a big media team. 
you know, internal media team. It's like every corner you walk down, or like whether it's a hallway or whatever, a stadium, there's like a little GoPro that's like set up around every corner to yeah. catch every movement of all the players because people want to see what the players are doing behind the scenes, on the sideline, on the field. Everybody seems to be mic'd up. It's like there's so much content with these guys. Um, it is fun, though. I, I do understand because I, I find myself consuming it as well. Ben Lieber, the former Charger linebacker, is here. Now, Ben, you're, you look like you're in your house. Um, mm -hmm. Are you... Are you in the Minneapolis like suburbs or because it looks like behind you? We just did this with Tony Baselli, who was on just a few minutes ago. We were looking at his Hall of Fame bust. We were looking at all the stuff in his office. For you, I can see like Charger helmets on one side and Vikings helmets on the other. But as I look through the windows outside, I can't tell if it's snowing today or if it if it's already whitewashed out. It's it's hard for me to tell. Describe <laughs> what we're looking at when we see you at home. Um well, I did have to clean up my office a little bit. It is it is an absolute mess. So just before we went on, I had to like clear like all my junk is on the floor right now. So don't let it fool you. It's never this clean behind me, okay? Uh, but but beyond the windows, yeah, man, we've had this has been I think the eighth snowiest winter we've had so far, and we haven't even got into the snowy months. Like we get most of our snow in March and April. So we're already in the top 10 and everybody's expecting us to get hit with a, you know, a few more snowstorms. So it is uh, somewhat sunny outside. No, I'm lying. No, it's, it's all gray. It's gray, <laughs> it's, it's gray and cold and snow. <laughs> I like to see all those uh, old school San Diego charger helmets up there. And it's great to see uh, those Viking helmets. And it's interesting because we were talking to Tony who works for the Jaguars radio network, how the Jaguars chargers is such a toss up kind of a game. And when I look at the Giants and the Vikings, look, these two teams played each other over the Christmas holidays. It took mm -hmm. a 61-yard field goal for the uh, for the Vikings to win. By the way, the Giants, who were down by eight, scored a touchdown and a two-point conversion. And the tight end who caught the two-point conversion from the Giants is a rookie from San Diego State who tied that game. So I just look at this game, and I just see total toss-up. You work around the Vikings. How do you see the Vikings versus the Giants? You know, I, I feel the same way. And, you know, I'm trying to caution all the Vikings fans around here because all we've heard for the last week is going into the last game against Chicago was, well, do we really want to win this game that badly? Do we really want the number two seed? You know, it seems like right now high probability that we're going to draw the New York Giants. And isn't that what we want? And then when we finally get that draw, it just seems like there's a collective sigh amongst the fans, like, oh, good, we get the Giants. And I'm like, do you guys have such short-term memory that that same Giants team, they're going to be healthier than they were on defense the last time we played? I think they're going to learn from their mistakes on not giving Saquon the ball more often in the first quarter. Um, they they were driving on us when Brian Osamoa knocked the ball out of the tight end's hands, um, which, you know, it's a great play by a rookie linebacker, but doesn't doesn't always translate into the next game. Like, this is a team that gave us some fits. Why do you think this is going to be such an easy game? So I think it is a toss-up. You know, the Vikings right now are favored by three. I think that's appropriate. Um, this is going to be a tough test for us because we have injuries at the offensive line, and this defensive front is legit, and um, they can get some pressure up front.
All right, Alex. I, you know, Alex here is our resident hardcore, lifelong Minnesota <laughs> Vikings fan. So I know he wants to get into you. And then I want to I want to hear about these these injuries on the offensive line. Go for it, Grande. My thing, Ben, obviously the losses this year, they all got away from him really, really fast, right? Those they've been yeah. blowouts, they just kind of got away. How can they avoid that this time? Because I feel like they have that in them where like once one thing starts going wrong, they kind of all goes wrong. But maybe that's just how it always feels with the Vikings. But how can they avoid that with the Giants? You said they're going to give Saquon the ball early on, which I expect to as well. But how can they avoid just one of these weird, even the Indianapolis game where they won, but mm-hmm. how, how can they avoid just falling behind so much and it, letting the game get away from them? Well, they, they've got to be so much better up front defensively. Um, you know, the games that we've been blown out on, the offense, yeah, they're, they're a little inconsistent, but those are the games that you expect to happen sometimes and you want your defense to keep you in the game. Well, our defense has, has faltered. You know, it's, it's not just a fluky statistic. You know, we, we are not a great defense as far as giving up yardage. Uh, one of the worst in the league as far as getting up total yards. But what we have been is opportunistic, and that's saved us in a lot of games. When we get dominated up front, and teams can find some running balance and passing balance, that's when we get destroyed. And that's when it's really hard for us to claw back. So I think this game for us defensively, well, really as a whole team, is going to come down to how well our defensive front can penetrate the line of scrimmage, how much they can cause havoc. Um, they got to be really, really good on first down. They can't allow them to have you know five, six yards a clip on first down and second and third manageable. Um, because our corners, look, they're okay. You know, they're not great. Um, they're going to need some help from the guys up front to get pressure and, uh, and hopefully get some tip balls and then they can be opportunistic in the back end. But it, it's, to me, it's going to come down to how well our defensive front plays. So why is the Vikings defense considered by many to be so bad? You know, you hear this number that, you know, they've won 13 games, but they have a, you know, they, they've scored fewer points than they've allowed. What is your analysis of the the Viking defense just as a whole? You know, I, I think early on in the season, we didn't stop the run very well. And kind of going back to what I just alluded to, that, you know, uh, we were always kind of playing on our heels. And we do play much more of a cover two system, two high safeties. And that sort of system is not only easy to pick apart and predictable, um, it it allows for a lot of yards. But where it becomes really difficult is you can't take the top off this defense very easily. You're not going to give up huge explosive plays. You're going to have to dink and dunk and be patient with this defense. And that is where, you know, again, we've been able to pick off a lot of balls in the red zone. We've been able to get some sack fumbles just because our guys are getting to work up front. Um, So the defense hasn't stopped the run. Um, Also, we don't pressure that much either. You might see us sugar some things at the line of scrimmage, but – it might look like a five-man pressure, but we're always dropping somebody, defensive end or defensive tackle, out. So it really just becomes kind of a, a pseudo-pressure and just kind of an exotic four-man rush. I think when our defense is, is better is when we really do commit to the five- and six-man pressures and put some, uh, put some responsibility on our secondary. Ben Lieber is here, the former Charger linebacker and the former Vikings linebacker who now works for the Vikings Radio Network, and he'll be part of the broadcast tomorrow uh, or Sunday, rather, between the Giants and the Vikings. We got big news, though, guys. Big news. Uh Oh, okay. I think this is big. Ben, I think you have to agree with me on this one after seeing our center play the last few weeks. Garrett Bradbury, full go. No injury designation for the Vikings center. That's huge. 
Yeah, dude, Alex, that is humongous, man. We're yeah, we're a third string center, and you know when he got in the game a couple weeks ago, he had not taken a snap at all at center. Um, so he, you know, we had some some cadence issues, some snap issues. Uh, you know, played better against Chicago, but we we all know that Chicago really wasn't trying to. Hey, play hey, hey, um, hey, hey, hey! <laughs> our resident Bears, Bears fan. Bears I know it's fan. a rant. In San Diego, you got Vikings and Bears fan, but well, there you go. Look, man. Quick tangent, you guys have set up really well. You've got, you know, a bajillion dollars to spend. Obviously, you got the leverage of the number one pick. So, yeah, uh, bad year for you guys, but things are looking up. True. Uh, huge, huge get, by the way, with, with Kevin Warren. Um, Man. I, I think he is going to be absolutely phenomenal. He's going to get that stadium built there. It was in, in Arlington or something like that. Mm -hmm. He's going to get that thing built. You guys are going to turn the whole thing around. Um, but it's going to take some time. You're going to, you still have to go through the Vikings to do it. But, um, <laughs> Yeah, getting getting Bradbury back is big. Um, you know, Alex, you know that you're a Vikings fan. People people have been wanting to replace Bradbury ever since he got here. And yeah, I have to admit, he's played his butt off this year. He's really solidified that inside pressure. And and going against Dexter Lawrence, boy, we are going to need a veteran presence up there that knows how to handle that. So let's hope that he is healthy. I know that he they took off all the injury designations. Uh, he was a full participant in practice. I just hope that back can hold up against a big guy up front. Do you yeah. feel that there's a high level of momentum for the Vikings coming into this game? Because obviously the Giants making the playoffs, they feel like they're building on something. What the Vikings have is what you would think the Giants are building to. Success in multiple years, and now it feels like this is the year. You have a superstar wide receiver. You have a dependable, what appears to be a dependable quarterback. You have a serviceable run game. You got a really good the, tight end. The, right, the defense isn't the something choice. that the defense isn't something that is going. People are going to be wowed by, but they don't lose you games. And that's no. a real, with offense like this. This is all you're asking the defense not to lose you games. Do, but they don't feel like they have the momentum of a team with the record that they have. People make so much about their point differential, and the Giants really feel like they're coming in with nothing to lose because. They're playing the Vikings. Giants also had a negative point differential. Giants no one talks also, about. Giants also haven't been in the playoffs since about 2015, and they've got a first-year head coach, and they got a mm -hmm. quarterback they were about to give up on, and mm -hmm. all these things. And so the Giants are sort of the team that's playing with house money here, aren't they, Ben Lieber? Yeah, I, I think so, too. I think we're going to get their best. You know, I, I'd expect that they're going to throw everything at us, especially on special teams. I think they're going to be really aggressive on special teams, knowing that, you know, we've given up a few big returns, especially on kickoff. Um, we've been really strong in our punt coverage team or our, our, our punt rush team, but um, I think that we're going to get it from all angles from this defense. We know how much they gonna, they're going to pressure, and I think Martindale's just going to look at this uh, at our offense and the last time we played and say, "I'm just going to throw the kitchen sink at you guys and see if you, you can hold up." Um, so we, we are definitely going to get their best. We're, they are playing with house money. Uh, going back to our momentum thing, it's. It's crazy that you look at the Chicago game in which, again, everybody knew that Chicago was trying to lose that game. But when I was on that bus ride home and being in that locker room, there was such an intense focus energy and, and a good feeling of, of coming off a win that, crazy as it sounds, that sort of meaningless last game did build some momentum for this, for this, uh, this locker room. They, they were feeling really good about themselves. I think they knew they were going to get some guys and get some healthy, healthy guys back. Um, 
defensively, it sounds like Zadarius Smith is going to be much healthier. I think Harrison Smith is going to enjoy uh, – he enjoyed having a little bit of time off with that little bit of a knee injury he's got. This will be probably the most healthy that we've been defensively we all season long. And and we saw some nuance in the way that we we ran our offense. You know, getting K.J. Osborne a little bit more involved, understanding that so much attention on Justin Jefferson and Hawkinson. We're going to start using those guys as, as decoys to get guys like Thielen and Osborne open. So I think our staff has gotten smarter as the season's gone on, and they're going to have something up their sleeves as well for a playoff game. I'm very uh, proud of us, by the way. We just went 15 minutes, and the name Justin Jefferson just came up. <laughs> <laughs> That's very good. That We yeah. went deep, Vikings, if we're talking about Justin Jefferson 15 minutes in. Because, I mean, mean, unanimous, the only, him and Kelsey, the only unanimous All-Pros, literally almost broke the single-season receiving record, like, the Vikings go how Justin Jefferson goes, right? I mean, look what happened in Green Bay. They shut him down. Vikings look lost. Yeah, and you know, I, I'll tell you guys, I, I watched last night this Giants-Vikings game again on the NFL Network. It was on, so I decided to watch it. And I was like, you know what? I'm here. I might as well stay up and watch the whole thing. It didn't end till like midnight. But, you know, so many things went right in that game for the Vikings. Um, there was an interception that Kirk Cousins threw that eventually was overturned and was considered yeah. incomplete. The Vikings um, did have an interception. They did have a fumble recovery. Um, and they also blocked a punt in that game, as I recall. They also made a 61-yard field goal to win the game. Right. So <laughs> so think about, Ben, all the things that had to go right for the Vikings to win that game and how the Giants, down by eight, were able to tie the game. So, again, I think of this game as a total toss-up. I have no idea who's going to win this game. Yeah, but there seems to be a little bit of magic with our team right now. You, you can say all those things, and every almost every one of our wins has been, you know, we've had, what, eight, nine, maybe ten games decided by by one score or less. It was 11. Um, is it 11? I think I know. Okay. Look, look, look at the Bills game. I mean, you go back and watch that game, and you're like, well, you know, you got to have a, a Josh Allen fumble at the end of the game right up against his own goal line for us to have a chance at that game. Then you get Justin Jefferson on a fourth down catch on the sideline. That is the most improbable catch that you've ever seen. You know, all those things had to go right. I, I don't have an answer for you guys. It, there's just something different about this team. When you get to the fourth quarter, if you can keep it close, the Minnesota Vikings are going to make more plays than their opponent, and they've been doing it all season long. Yeah. Hey, Ben Lieber is here, um, former Charger linebacker, former Vikings linebacker, and now current Vikings radio analyst. Hey, Ben, before you go, I am just curious, um, are you keeping up with the Chargers at all? You know, a little bit. Mm -hmm. You know, it is hard to see a lot of AFC games, especially in a, you know, in a, in a NFC-dominated area. Um, but you know, when they're on, I'll, I'll, I definitely check them out. And I think they, um, I think that's kind of a toss up too, going all the way across the country to go to Jacksonville. Yeah, I know. I, I agree. And I, I just think it's one of those deals where I think everything you just said about the Vikings beating the bears and the chargers losing the last game, meaningless game, um, keeping their starters in now losing their star wide receiver. And losing mm -hmm. the game, like as a momentum thing, you're like, gosh, we lost last week. Now we, we played this guy. We should have played him. We lost him. Now he won't play. Like, so everything for the Vikings is, is trending up. It, it seems like towards the end of the season, even winning a meaningless game, whereas teams that lose meaningless games at the end and lose starting players who shouldn't have been in the game. I wonder if there's sort of a, a downtrend there. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. You know, um, uh, every time I read a story on the Chargers, there's always like sort of this this envelopment of negativity. And 
you know, I, I don't know what that is. You guys are much closer than, than it, than I am, but you know, I still have a lot of uh, bold pride and I want them to go across the country and, and get that playoff win. But for everything that you just said, um, they're going to have to have other, other guys step up offensively. I still think, I mean, I'd love to have that defense, you know, <laughs> like I'd, I'd love for the Vikings to have, uh, you know, the Chargers defense, but um, maybe that's what ends up winning it in Jacksonville. Ben Lieber, uh, see you. you show off on... your shirt, Scott. Oh, I, Ben, it, well, you know, once the Chargers moved, dude, I was out. I mean, I'm out on the Chargers, so I'm rooting <laughs> for the Jaguars. That's why Tony Baselli was on, so that we could have we could have Tony on to talk about our Jaguars, Ben. Oh <laughs> man, I can't I can't do that, man. I I get it. I I get that there's animosity there, but I'm gonna. I'm going to display my my helmets pretty proudly here. Hey, rightly so, man. If I if I was a Charger for longer than just three preseason games, I might feel the same way. <laughs> <laughs> did they spell your name right? I don't remember. Uh, yeah, they did. They did? They, yeah. They, the Chargers were nice enough to spell my name right. It was the Detroit was Lions, the Lions that spelled Lions, my name wrong right. and told me either take the name off or go out with your name misspelled. Your choice. Yeah. You're getting cut after the game anyway. So. Oh, man, that's brutal. <laughs> hey, Ben, we'll see you uh, on the field Saturday before the game. Looking forward to working with you, man. Thank you so much. Yeah, same here, man. Travel safe. All right, right back to you. Ben Lieber, everybody, the former Charger linebacker, the former Vikings linebacker, and that was a great conversation. Really enjoyed that. Okay, fellas, so we're going to get out of here. I don't, I don't know. Did we actually officially pick the Chargers-Jags? Uh, I have been it's on social media, so yes. I, I, I asked because I tweeted it. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Scott, you picked the Jaguars. Yep. I wasn't sure if Browner was flipping because of the Mike Williams debacle. I'm just out I on have, the coach. I have flip-flopped all week, flip it floppy, but I can't shake this feeling. I can't shake the feeling that the Chargers are gonna win. I know. I know. So I picked the Chargers. Yeah. I know. I, I, I should just pick Come the Chargers on back. just so that I could. Well, that's not coming back. I'm that's not just, rooting that's, for them. That's I just analyzing. Yeah. Come on back. Come on I'll back to what? Well, how can you welcome people back? What are you, the driver of the Charger bandwagon? Well, yeah, man. Listen, I told you, you. Johnny Bolt pride. Listen, when I started rooting for my Padres, you see what happened to them. Mm-hmm. You see what happened. Oh, one, quick one Padres news. Series. Yeah. Quick, Chargers. quick Padres news. Very, very quick. Uh, Padres agreed to ar- uh, avoiding arbitration with both Juan Soto and Josh Hader. Josh Hader, $14.1 million. Juan Soto, $23 million. Okay. All right. Hey, listen. God, they just giving out money. Wait. Hey, here's the deal. Uh, everybody on the radio, we'll see you guys on Monday. Everybody on podcast, we'll have a separate finish for you from the Seven Mile Casino Studios. Peace out, 1090 listeners. All right. Here we go. We're wrapping it up. We're done. We're done for the week. Been an amazing I week. feel like flipping my pick again. I know you want to take the Jags, don't you? I do, but I'm not. Before that's we... that's uh, Mr. Saturday stat was very interesting. That was pretty good. Did not that know was a really that. good stat. That was, that was a good. very good stat. That was a really that good stat. Was Undefeated great. in high school, college. The college one, that's surprising. That's like, he never lost at Clemson. Trevor Lawrence undefeated on Saturdays. And also another stat that go that went along with it was the Mike Williams stat. Mm-hmm. Chargers eight and two with Mike Williams playing and healthy. Mm-hmm. Chargers two and five when he either doesn't play or leaves the game with injury. Yeah. So Mike Williams, big key. Hey, before we go, I got to give a massive shout out to the Chicago Bears, man. They are an organization moving in the right direction. They have a black head president. They have a A black black general manager. Mm -hmm. And they've done something that few other teams have done. They're being very progressive with their hiring. We keep saying that people should be hiring more minorities. It's behind when minorities, the Chicago Bears are doing that in the front office. And that is something that 
they should be patted on the back for, even if it took them 100 years to do it. I saw a um, report just, I want to say, last night on NFL Network, and they were talking about um, assistant coaches being interviewed for head coaching jobs. Like, I think the uh, Texans, for example, they interviewed – I want to, yeah, I want to say there were like three names that they put up on the screen. Mm-hmm. The one that caught my eye was Bienemy, mm-hmm. but but I didn't like it. Literally happens so fast. I didn't see who's because one of the guys I didn't know who he was. I think he was like Colts, who like already interviewed Bienemy. Yeah. Okay. Well, who in person? I think it's the defensive coordinator for the Niners. I think. Yeah. I don't. Oh, D'Amico Ryan. So, so my point is, is that they had three names and headshots of the three guys that were being interviewed for these particular jobs. All three black guys. Mm-hmm. You know, John Payne will get the job. Uh. Dennis Allen officially staying with New Orleans. Really? Yeah. It's Ooh. first year there, right? Yeah, but I don't, it kind of felt like it a patchwork after Champagne left. It didn't really yeah. feel like a long term project. Mm-hmm. And then him refusing to either, either Jameis Winston was hurt or something. I don't know why he refused to play Jameis Winston because Andy Dalton was ass. He, met, he didn't love put, Andy Dalton. He didn't even put Taysom Hill until like the last two weeks of the season. I don't know what Dennis Allen was doing in New Orleans this year. They don't right. even have a first-round pick to tank for. He was trying to get fired, and it didn't work. Oh, man. Anyways. Well, hey, listen, it's going to be a fun weekend. It really is. Now, wish me luck, guys, because – Good luck with the flights, man. Well, that's what I'm I'm saying. Wish me luck on that. You know, wish stay me luck glitch, on the flights. Stay glitch-free. Yeah. I mean, I just... Well, may, maybe you'll be – I mean, I know that you're not really concerned about weather, but it's going to be helpful that it's not snowing, so you don't have to worry about that. Right. True. Uh, so you just got to really hope that that game doesn't go to overtime and that it, they run the ball a lot. And you know what, though, the guy you're who, out of there in three and a half hours, the guy who's the producer of the game on radio, um, he he lives up there. And I told him my flight was at eight fifty five and the game's at three thirty local time. And he goes, oh, no problem. You got that. And I'm like, you sure? He goes, dude, the day of the Minnesota miracle or the Minneapolis miracle, whichever. What was it called? Um, Minneapolis. Miracle, yeah, yeah, that game. Did it go to overtime? Was that an overtime? I, no. I don't remember exactly, but he it was he the made, last play of the game. Right. He made a mm-hmm. whole point that they Harlan had a flight to catch and they still made the flight even on that particular game. So, uh, you guys got a police escort out of there? Well, didn't, you, didn't that happen one time I mean, in Seattle or you something? Know, TV, you get a police escort, you know? I remember Harlan. Kevin was Harlan, like, though. Harlan was like, dude, you got to drive. You go. And so I was like, wait, I get to drive behind the police escort? He's like, yeah. I'm like, hell yeah. Let's go. You just got to get. You just got to find Joe Buck and Troy Aikman and follow them out. That's of there. a good idea. Oh yeah, there you that's go. a that's a very. And you good know idea. you can freaking latch on. Are you anything. taller than Joe Buck? Wait, no, it's not Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. It's um, it's oh, that's right, it's Burkhart and Olsen. Yeah, so I got to find the Fox no crew. No police score for them. No police. No, score. no, they're one hundred percent. There's a just make score, make buddies with Tom Rinaldi. No, no, well, I, I mean what Kevin Burkhart and I are. You, you know, I know Aaron Andrews ain't going to do I that. Know. For Kevin Burkhart's my guy though. I like Kevin. Okay, we get along well. Waiting for that picture of him. I like Kevin a lot, too. I, I think too. he's really good. I'm really happy for him. All right. Well, hey, listen, I'll leave you. Oh, the Super Bowl this year. I'll, I'll leave you with this. Come on, Jaguars. We're back on Monday. Peace out, everybody.